Kabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, there's another wicket at the cricket. South Africa now 13 for two in the third over of their World Cup match against um, against New Zealand. Okay, let's move right along now, and we are going to talk Super Bowl. I was up for the game this morning. Let's get the thoughts of former American linebacker Ezra Butler. Ezra, good evening from us. Thanks for taking our call tonight. Tabisa, how you doing, my man? Oh, we're great. How have you been? We haven't, we haven't spoken to you uh, since the last Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. No, I've been good. You know, just between Johannesburg and Cape Town, exploring the country. You're still enjoying your time back home? I'm still enjoying it, definitely. But uh, I think I'm going to be heading back this year. I miss the game, man. I want to get around the game, coaching, mentoring, stuff like that. Okay, no, that's good, especially after the game we saw today. Were you expecting such an exciting Super Bowl final, Ezra? To be honest with you, I actually was. You know, they say that the average NFL game is decided by three points. So if you look at the score, 35 to 38, that was three points. Super exciting games. Uh, Patty Mahomes in the second half was just unstoppable, man. Unstoppable. And, and before we go to him, how often do you get teams that finish top of their conference meeting in the Super Bowl? I think it's very rare where you get two one seeds that meet in the Super Bowl. I'm not sure how many years ago. I think maybe three or four years ago was the last time that we had that in the Eagles representing the NFC and obviously the Chiefs in the AFC. But it was an exciting matchup. You know, we had the number one defense going against the number one offense with Patrick Mahomes at the helm. So it was awesome, awesome football. There was a, and Most of the build-up was focused on the two quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, you've mentioned, and Jalen Hurts. Safe to say, they, they lived up to their billing, right? No question about it. I mean, you know, there's been a knock on Jalen Hurts that he's just a running back that happens to play quarterback. But if we go and look at his stats from the game, I think he's the only quarterback or the third quarterback in NFL history to have 300 yards passing and then over 70 yards on the ground. And then, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. And and also I saw the build-up a lot was also said about, how, about the two quarterbacks being black. What's the significance of this and why was it such a huge moment? I think because the quarterback position is predominantly a... Um, you know, a white position and to have two African-Americans in the Super Bowl was amazing. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is only the second uh, black quarterback to win a Super Bowl other than Doug Williams. So it has huge ramifications for the future generations because there's still a negative stigma that's attached to the black quarterback. And maybe for those who are not familiar with the sport, Ezra, um, how do you describe the role of a quarterback and why is it such, 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 such a crucial one? I think the quarterback is the most important player on the field because from an offensive standpoint, this guy touches the ball every possession, you know, so he pretty much dictates which way the game's going to go, whether it's passing or running moving his offense into different um, audibles and stuff like that. So they play a huge part in the whole game overall. 
And and with the Eagles getting off to a good start, I mean, they were always ahead. They edged in front and then it was 14-14. What was key in their success, especially in those first two quarters? What what were they getting right? I think they, you know, their defense was definitely more attacking in the first half. They injured Patrick Mahomes. You know, he was dealing with that ankle injury the whole playoffs. But Philadelphia's defense came out on fire. And then obviously Patrick Mahomes got hurt. But in the second half, he came out as a, as an MVP and obviously showed why he was the regular season MVP. And what changed in that second half? Because I saw the stats at halftime there. They were blasting the stats, saying that there's, there was a 26-1 record of a team coming back from a double-digit deficit at halftime. And they were basically not giving the Chiefs a chance of coming back from, I think it was 24-14 at the break. What changed for you? I think for me personally, what changed is that this, um, the Chiefs went back to what they normally do is a lot of trickery with emotions. Patrick Mahomes had one incompletion in the second half, so he caught fire. And then I think um, that that defensive holding as well as the punt, the botched punt, changed the whole momentum of the game. Completely because, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes was able to drive his offense down. They kicked that field goal there. And knowing how good these two teams were, you knew it was going to come down to a one possession game. And whoever had the ball last with time on the clock was going to be in a position to, to obviously go for the win. And how good was Patrick Mahomes considering that, like you said, he seemed to have rolled his ankle um, early in the game, but I heard his post-match interview saying there was no way he wasn't going to finish this game. Does, just, does, does that talk to his greatness? Yeah, no. I mean, you know, the guy's been in the league for five years and he's taken his team to the AFC Championship through, uh, five out of five. He's taken them to the Super Bowl three out of the five. And he's won the Super Bowl two out of the five times. So just his greatness alone, you know, he's he's the pedigree that he has, obviously, as from a coaching standpoint as well. You have one of the goats in Andy Reid. So the formula is already there, especially for that team. That dangerous weapons at the wide receiver positions with Juju, Travis Kelsey at the tight end position. So he has his weapons at his disposal. Is it too early to have him in that GOAT discussion or, or where is he in that GOAT discussion now? I think that, you know, if he continues at the, the rate that he's going, we're going to have to put him up there. Obviously, we cannot diminish what Tom Brady did with seven Super Bowls, you know, the way people are speaking on Patrick Mahomes, and he only has two. Tom Brady has seven. I think he's definitely a Hall of Famer at this point. Not yet the GOAT, though. Not yet the GOAT. And just a word on Isaiah Pacheco, um, Ezra. What can you tell us about him? Because for me, he was also one of the standout players today. I know all the attention was on the quarterbacks, but I thought he had a good game. Oh, yeah, I know. He had 15 rushes for 75 yards, especially in a, um, as a rookie. Um, the two other teams in the NFL that started more rookies was the two worst teams in the NFL. Then you have the Chiefs, who also started one of the highest numbers, and they reached the Super Bowl 
Pacheco just ran with aggression throughout the whole match. Yeah. You know, he got lit up a few times, but he showed great resolve to come back and just keep running the rock, running the rock. And I think in the end, the run game also played a huge factor. Yeah. And just finally, you know? the, the, there's no Super Bowl without the halftime show. Asirihana has been training since the morning. Yeah, that's all the girls are talking about. But how good was that? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, you know, she took me back to my days when I was in the States with some of the hits that she performed. And then, you know, she obviously revealed her pregnancy, which social media is a buzzing about that. But it was fantastic. I, had, I was up at one myself. And then, you know, the it was a four or five hour event, but that's how Americans do it. Yeah. The greatest spectacle on earth, they say. And why is that halftime show one of the greatest spectacles also? I think because you have, quote unquote, the whole world tuned into this one main event that is just so massive because it seems like the whole state just shuts down for Super Bowl Sunday everyone's barbecuing people are coming together and that obviously is a major part of the game the the commercials the halftime show things like that and and we saw last week or two weeks ago Ezra now that we've got you on the line that Tom Brady retired he said it was finally now he was retiring for the second time what kind of a of a gap or a hole does he leave in the sport because he was the face of the sport for a very long time yeah, I think he leaves a humongous gap. You know, he's he played the game longer than anybody else, at least from the quarterback standpoint. One of owns pretty much every passing um, record in the NFL. But you know, there's always going to be the next guy that's up, and I think right now Patrick Mahomes is that guy. You mentioned earlier that there's only been one other team to come back from a 10-point deficit, and that was Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. So he leaves a huge gap, but, you know, as they say, the next man's always up. There's always the next Especially in sports. No, definitely. And just a word on how good it was just seeing Damar Hamlin there at Super Bowl after what he went through, having collapsed on the field after a tackle and being resuscitated twice. Uh, it was awesome. You know, a lot of times, um, even rugby players, your life can change at a split second because we actually playing a collision sport. I don't call it a contact sport. It's a collision sport. So to see him after suffering that cardiac arrest was just awesome. And, you know, everyone rallied behind him, which was great to see. So he looks like he's on the men's. It's great to see, but great to hear from you, Ezra. Thanks always for being able to chat to us and give us some insight here into American football and all the best for the year ahead. Awesome. Thank you. You too. Take care. Thanks, Ezra uh, Butler. They're speaking to us about a Super Bowl. He is, of course, uh, the son of the great late uh, West Indian cricketer Ezra Mosley, um, who also played some of his cricket here in South Africa. And um, Ezra Butler's Butler, Butler, Butler's uncle is uh, Jonathan Butler. Um, and that's where he lived with in London and in the States and where he went on to go play American football. But he was born in PE, in Kebeja, because his father, Ezra Mosley, played, played there for Eastern Province in the, um, before, just a little bit before our time. He must have played in the, in the 80s. 
Because the one pro that I remember that came to St. George's Park was Eldin, Eldin Baptiste, and that was in the 90s. So you would have been in the 80s, uh, Ezra Mosley. And may his soul rest in peace, by the way. Uh, so we were speaking to his son, Ezra Butler, here. Okay, we are going to take a 